Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Noctis Point, Chapter 23. Natasha sat on a desk chair next to the bed, facing Alex. When you use your SI, what does it look like? she asked. Like, everything's outlined in blue. And when I use the null field, it's like ice in my brain. Natasha frowned. That's not at all like mine. Mine's like a warm blanket, all reds and golds. Kingly? From the other bed, Kingly nodded. Yeah. I asked Miss Trigton about it. She said it's an artifact of white matter reabsorption. Whatever that is. Our brains can't feel. But something gets confused in the sensory output, and we feel warm as a result. Natasha took Alex's hand in hers, and he focused his attention on her. The slight crease between her eyebrows as she concentrated was, he suddenly realised, adorable. So, it's totally different, she was saying. I just use psych like it's an extra limb, but maybe that's why you've been having trouble. Yours is so different to ours. So what can I do? Practice, she said. You have really good SI skills. Just get in there and play. Alex stared at her for a moment, but her honest belief in him, combined with the cool touch of her hands on his, compelled him to at least try. He closed his eyes. The frost field sprang into view, cold and barren. Alex's SI filled the room. He could see Kingly quite brightly, a figure of light and life. This close, Alex could see every detail. On a whim, he tried to push into Kingley's body with his sense, up a nostril, but something more than embarrassment prevented him. It was as if he were coated in some sort of barrier, flexible but strong. Alex turned his attention to Natasha. She looked different, like a ghostly figure, not carefully outlined as Kingley was. Kingley has an aura, I guess, Alex said, and you don't. Sounds kind of dumb. Kingly can psych, and I can't. So whatever you're seeing is that ability, Natasha said. Alex heard her fingers tapping on a soft screen and straightened up slightly, embarrassed. She's taking this more seriously than you, he thought. Of course she is. You took her psych away. So he's got a coating of stuff. I can't get through it, not without effort, and I don't want to hurt him. Alex turned his attention back to Natasha. You, it's like you're there, but you're not clear. Natasha's indistinct form nodded. What do you look like to yourself? Alex looked down. There was his body, same as ever. Normal. Okay, open your eyes. Natasha moved the chair over to the table, putting the soft screen down flat so she could type more quickly. This is really fascinating stuff. You can see me only a little bit and Kingly a lot. It's almost as if what you do cloaks someone or coats them. She looked up, excitement dancing in her eyes. You said that Kingly had something over him, like a membrane. What if that's his ability to psych? When I touched you, you were inside my membrane, and you changed it, or stripped it away. Elsie's voice chimed in. Natasha is correct, she said, and Alex frowned. How long had she been listening in? Part of my remit is to support students, Alex. Right now, your research is best supported by knowing that you all have what we call a native field, as 
to all humans. Only psychs can extend their native field into an SI. Most normal humans are not even aware they have this ability, as they cannot access it. When Captain Harris walked into my shield, it was like something got ripped away from him, Alex said carefully. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm taking that native field away or replacing it with my own. And then the body slowly fights back against it, giving people their psych back. Natasha nodded decisively. Okay, we've established that you will never take someone's psych away permanently then. Alex let out a sigh. But I still can't touch people. Kingley lay down on his bed and pulled out a beanbag they'd been using in the shielding lesson. He began to float it up and down over his chest, moving it in lazy circles. Perhaps it's something you can rein in. We don't read each other's minds just by touching, but that's something we'll be taught to do, apparently. Maybe you've got enough power that it's just coming out, like a sponge with too much water in it. And Raz squeezed that sponge. He grinned. Heh, psychopathic prick. Wish I'd been there to see his face. Alex watched the beanbag floating up and down and closed his eyes. He carefully expanded his SI to encompass it and Kingly, and realised he could see a thin thread of power flowing from Kingly up to the beanbag. It was being generated thinly all over his friend's body, and then quickly dwindling down to travel up to the beanbag, contracting and expanding in length to make it move up and down. What the hell, Alex thought, and imagined his body covered in a thin layer of ice. He pictured facets of freezing energy enclosing himself, shining in the artificial light, and then he looked down at himself, so great was his surprise that he nearly let the fragile shell slip. He could see his own body, outlined in a shining light so bright that it hurt his eyes. Thick chunks of energy, like poorly cut diamond, were visible all over his body. It wasn't a perfect covering, but it was something to work with. He turned his attention back to Kingley. Gently, Alex extruded part of the energy, like an icicle coming out at right angles to his body a thin line of force reached across the room and surrounded the beanbag, which was doing complicated figure eights in the air. Hey, Kingley said, sitting up. What the hell? Shut up, Natasha hissed. Alex gritted his teeth and began to draw the icicle back towards himself. With the energy perfectly encapsulating the beanbag, it moved with the energy until it was floating in the air above him. It bobbed across the space between the two beds, emitting a small crackling sound though whether it was in Alex's head or whether the beanbag was being squeezed by so much force being inflicted on it, he couldn't tell. He raised a quivering hand and snatched it out of the air, opening his eyes as he did so. Natasha and Kingley were both staring at him, open-mouthed, and Alex realised that he was drenched in sweat. He looked down at the beanbag in his hand and grinned triumphantly. That's incredible, Natasha said. She fumbled for the soft screen, not taking her eyes off Alex. You did it! She jumped up and leapt onto Alex, hugging him more tightly than ever. Well done, she said quietly, then stepped back, blushing slightly. Kingley got up and moved towards Alex. Wait, Natasha shouted, but it was too late. Kingley grabbed him and slapped him on the back, then immediately stumbled back, looking at his hands. Alex sighed. Did I do it to you as well? No, no, I can still psych, Kingley said. You've used it up, maybe. Some of the power. Enough that it's not all leaking out of you anymore. But now you need to. You've got to weaponize it. Take away my psyche. Alex shook his head. I can't do that. What if I hurt you? You didn't hurt Natasha. But you've got to be able to do this. What if Raz attacks you again? 
Kingly bent slightly, staring right into Alex's eyes. He's scared of you. And nothing makes people do stupid things like fear. Alex looked from Kingley's open, honest face into Natasha's analytical stare. We said we'd help you, Alex. You're our friend, she said, and Kingley nodded solemnly. Alex looked from one to the other, swallowing down the sudden lump in his throat. Okay then, he said, gesturing to the chair. Natasha stood and stepped to the side, allowing Kingley to sit down. Do I need to do anything? he said. Can you try to throttle me with psych? Alex said, squeezing out a dry laugh. Natasha frowned. Not funny, Alex. Just sit there, Alex said, closing his eyes. I don't know if this will hurt or not. Again, the overlay of SI popped into being and Alex opened his eyes a slit. As soon as he did, that blue and black image vanished. Can't psych with my eyes open yet, he thought, then mentally kicked himself. You only just learned how to TK something. Walk before you run. The burning frost covered him, a thinner layer this time. He imagined his hands with the most meagre layer of ice covering them, and then pictured the effect spreading. As he looked down, he could see the luminous glow ghosting up his arms, hardly dimmed by the cloth of his coveralls. Experimentally, he sent his viewpoint out and rotated it to look at himself. As it reached his shoulders, he saw the two fields of ice meet and begin to spread down his back and up, over his head. Each hair, each eyelash, every pore of his face. He could see the small scar on his chin from when Bink had dared him to climb the drainpipe back at Mother Chen's, and the slight stoop of his shoulders as he concentrated. Alex sat up straight, feeling weirdly disconnected as the glowing body in front of him followed the instructions he was giving. The light moved over his stomach, hips and legs until he sat there, arrayed in light and power, but tightly controlled. I'm going to touch you, Kingly, Alex said, and try to just take a little bit. Okay he heard Kingley say, and Alex reached out one finger to lightly tap Kingley's chest. In an instant, the ice blasted across Kingley, ripping away his light, his psych field, and replacing it with nothingness. Kingley gasped, and Alex opened his eyes, the power dropping away to nothing. What happened? Natasha said. Kingley was gasping, hand to his chest. Alex leaned forward, trying to meet Kingley's eye. Did I hurt you? It was... weird. I felt my psyching go, from front to back, Kingley said. And now, it's like before I came here. Nothing at all. Can't sense anything, can't move anything. He stared at Alex, wonderingly. You're like the anti-psych, mate. The trouble is, that's not a weapon. I can't ask Raz to sit still and let me concentrate for five minutes every time he attacks me. Alex shook his head. I'll just have to be smarter than he is. Shouldn't be hard, Natasha said, grinning. You've been listening to chapter 23 of my novel, Noctis Point. If you've enjoyed this, why not visit stevecookfiction.com, where you'll find more episodes and blogging about writing.